fuck you, Lewis. I will Venmo $20 to whoever can send me that song. So please cut together like one of those YouTube, like, uh, uh, Fuck you, Lewis, y'all. Fuck you, Lewis. Fuck you, Lewis, y'all. Welcome to episode 65 of the Skankverse podcast, a podcast where each and every week we discuss, we review, and we talk about some of the best offensive podcasts from the week gone by in the Legion of Skanks universe. I am your host, the Aussie Red Bar, the Thunder from Down Under, Double J. And Merry Skanksmas. Skanksmas? Skanksmas. And a happy Boxing Day, because there's nothing funny that rhymes with Boxing Day. Obviously, I'm dropping this on Christmas Day if you're in the States, um, on Boxing Day if you live in this tiny little prison colony we call Australia. Um, this will be a very short episode because it's Christmas and I, it's, it's Boxing Day, or fucking, you can tell I'm cooked. I've had a very busy couple of days, but we're going to keep with the routine, we're going to do a quick episode. So there's something, and then, you know, move on with our lives. So I hope you had a very good Christmas. I hope you had a very good Boxing Day. I hope you got everything you wanted, you know, Coke, strippers, fleshlights, big black dildos. And on that, let's get into the one piece of news story we have to get into, and then we'll get into this. And that piece of that news story is an interesting one. Um... And that is that the Loud Boys podcast is going on hiatus. Um, they pause their Patreon. Um, and yeah, it, it, we're not sure if it's an indefinite thing. We're not sure if it's a short thing. Um, we'll discuss it more when we talk about their last ever episode. Um, very strange. I'll start off with that. It's it was came out of the blue mostly, but um, very strange. Um, and the question is, is this the end? Probably not. I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that wish it was. I'm one of them, but I don't think this is the end. <clears throat> I think this is a pause, a reset. Maybe a soft rebranding, but I just, it's not the end. You know, obviously they've all been going through their fair share of problems um, in the last three, four months. You know, Robbie can't take criticism online. Dalton is insane. But it's probably not the end. And if it is the end, well, you know, you have to give them credit because they had a hell of a run. Yeah. Uh, let's let's just work on the basis that this is the end. You know, I had the on you know, not the honor, the dishonor, the privilege, the the source of my suffering in life to pretty much cover Dalton's rise, his fall and then his fall again into this little bubble, you know, from his appearance on rap with um 
Karen Magola's, which that episode turned out to be pretty pivotal, if all things have been considered. Um, you could look at the back of that episode and say it was a milestone in a lot of people's lives, and it set the course for a lot of things that we've talked about on this podcast. Uh, from there, you know, then you listen to the Loud Boys, obviously their Skank um, first appearance, which went down like a, a lump of coal to a four-year-old. Um, there's a little Christmas, you know, pun in there. Um, where people, you know, <laughs> where Kurt Messer pretty much walked off the stage and half the audience did. Um, so obviously... The amount of criticism the Loud Boys get online, you know, it's it's always a hot topic if you're on, you know, the subreddit. Um, to them, essentially, you know, being dollar store version of Cumtown. It's it's been a crazy ride. If this is the end, which you never know, it may be, but um, everything comes to an end. Everything, you know. It's that uh, maybe this was just for me, and this wasn't something that happened in every household. But when you get the, you know, you get sat down as a child, and you're told one day you'll die, and your mum will die, and your dad will die, and your grandparents will die, and your dog will die. Everything ends at the end. So enjoy it for what it is at the moment, and not what, you know, enjoy life, not death. All right. Now, let's get into this. We have a dishonorable mention this week, and this one hurts. This one hurts as much as getting kicked in the lady balls. That's very apropos. And that is, this dishonorable mention is The Simpsons with transgender porn star Jesse Dubai, Alex Garano, Garano, and Mike Harrington. Um, this, this transgender, uh, this, uh, what's her name? Jesse Dubai. She sounds like the. Um, trainee version of Yoel Romero. Let's start off with that. Um, and they pretty much just, you know, talk to her. Arrington probably says two sentences in the entire episode. Um, Alex fills in for Zach, who's obviously dead from COVID. Um, and they just ask her a bunch of questions about it, but, you know, a bunch of questions like, you know, she talks about transitioning and getting into porn and, it just wasn't funny, <laughs> okay? And the main part that I, I completely cut this off was she, like, she talks about being molested as a child, which um, certain people may say that, that is further proof that um, a huge part of the trans community were molested as children, and you could say that is, you know, part of, their ideology, and I'm trying to be very careful with what I say. Um, but yeah, and she starts, and then she starts to cry, and I just put my hands up, and I went, "I'm done." It, it was, you know, like because this hurts because I've been a fan of Fire Guys since episode one. Um, and you look at that lineup, and you go, "Oh, that could be pretty interesting. That sounds like fun," you know. Um, but you know, Harrington barely speaks, and and no one can fill those sexy, scary clown shoes of Zach, and it just doesn't try to be funny. You know, it's a, this is a serious podcast. 
And, you know, I want to listen to bi guys and I want to laugh at my own sexuality and my own gayness and see buttholes and not have not hear a trans porn star actually talk about really getting molested and why woke trans people are retarded. Um, so this one hurt. So this was, um, this was the Grinch that stole Christmas. But regardless, um, I'm sure Zach will come back and everything will get back to normal and we'll look at penises and assholes and all will be right with the world. All right, now we get into some honorable mentions. Like I said, this will not be an hour and 40 minute episode of this podcast. I intend to keep this down to at least maximum an hour. Why? Because it's Christmas. Get fucked. <clears throat> an honorable mention, uh, this goes to the Joe Rogan experience with Irish Fear and Tony Hinchcliffe. Um, I listened to this and I think I had been awake for like 18, 19 hours. I was loopy as fuck. Because um, I haven't slept well this week. Like, I've had a horrible sleeping experience. Truly, horrendously. Essentially, it's me staying up for 20 hours and sleeping for 8. Um, but, you know, even though it was loopy as fuck, it is an Irish, it's, an, it's, an, it's a podcast with Ari, Tony and Joe. It's exactly what you expect it to be, and I'm required by law to put this on the list. Um, and then we get into oddly specific with Vodka, uh, Linear Vengeance, and Chris from Brooklyn, and this is the SDR show. Um, so essentially, this whole episode is based around they play a modified game of two truths and one lie, where they go around. I should also explain that the two ladies that are Vonka and Lydia are burlesque dancers that have OnlyFans, and Chris from Brooklyn is the living legend, Chris from Brooklyn, who needs no explanation of who he is. Um, anyway, so they play a version of Two Truths, One Lie, and some of the highlights from it, um, Chris talks about how he smoked crack once. Um, one of these chicks has an allergic reaction to cum, she has to carry around an EpiPen. Apparently, after a little bit of research, this is more common than you think. Um, you imagine being allergic to cum. Like, uh, that's bad enough for a woman, right? Now, imagine if you're a guy and you're allergic to cum. You know? You know, you fucking... Your dick would constantly be on fire. You know, what if you have a, you know, you miss your fucking shot and it ends up in your face. Your face is going to burn. Or it's going to swell up like you've been stung by a bee. <laughs> That'd be pretty fucking crazy. Um, uh, also, at the time of this recording, um, Jay had a 10-inch black dildo drying in his kitchen sink. This will become um, prevalent as this episode continues. This black dildo... Becomes very synonymous with this episode. It's an Easter egg. It's a big black Easter egg. Um, the other chick owns a horse with one eye. She pays to keep this horse alive with her whore money. Um, Ralph wins, and then the girls put on a burlesque show involving beads, which I believe we talked about this like three or four weeks ago. These are the same two chicks. Where one of the girls puts beads in her pussy, and the other one pulls it out with her mouth. It was that. So, 
No one used code STR for a 30-day trial of gas just to watch this. Because it might actually be fucking worth it. Alright. And lastly, for our honorable mentions. <coughs> Magic in the Air. With Sean Gardin. Yeah. <laughs> I'm loopy today. I'm all fucked up. But we're doing this podcast regardless. And you're going to sit there and you're going to fucking listen to it. And you're going to fucking like it. Um, Jardini talks about how his dad used to try and catch him in the act of jerking it as a kid. We've, <laughs> we've all sort of been there. Like, we, you know. Like, um, how old was I? I would have been 13 years old, and I had somehow got my hands on a DVD of, like, like all the WWE divas, like Trish Stratus and Lita and all these bitches, but they had put out, like, a uh, like a DVD of them behind the scenes doing, like, photo shoots, and, you, and it, looked like, it looked like the cover to, like, softcore porn, and I remember sitting there in bed, with the blankets over my, you know, over my body, about to press play on this as my stepdad walked in. I said, well, he was going to go somewhere, I don't know, probably the pub. And he's just looking there and he's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I don't know, about to watch this? And he went, oh, okay. He just slowly closed the door behind him. Um, it was obvious what the fuck I was about to do. Um, but yeah, like, fucking... We've all had the situation with, you know, your stepdad or your dad or someone fucks with you. It's like, I'm going to catch you jerking it, you little cunt. Um, he talks about how, like, I think he talks about how um, they would have um, hour-long showers, like, hour-long shower fucking jerk-offs as a kid when, and then he would, you know, he would have an hour-long shower and then his kid would, he would walk out and his parents would be like, you know, like, Kids in Africa have no water. Like, you've all heard it, like, when you were younger and you pro food, and like, starving kids in Africa would eat that. So you're having hour long showers, like, just ripping the fucking thing off. <laughs> There's kids in Africa that have to walk 30 minutes to get a clean bucket of water. Like, <laughs> I mean, is it. <laughs> yes, we've all done it as kids. I do it now. I told you. I, I'm I'm very happy with the hour-long shower jerk-off. I love having a, sh- a wank in the shower. It's great. But if you sit there and you look at that, you look at it from that point of view, all right? Every time you're in the shower for an hour, a kid has to travel like 14 times to get a fucking 30 minutes to get a bucket of water. It's It might kill your buzz a little bit. All right? Um, Tim talks about how his brother's sending him death threats. Um, obviously, you know, since Tim's mother's died, I think he's purged a lot of, um, his mother's side of the family. So he, he talks about purging people on Facebook from his mother's side. Um, they talk about people who've written to kill you via social media. Like, here's a tip. If you're a younger person, and it's not really my demographic, you know, but if you're ever going to threaten to kill someone, do it over the phone. Don't do it in text format, okay? 
How did I learn this lesson? Very easy. Because you've never had cops rock up at your door being like, did you send this text message? And been like, fuck, I did. I want to kill that cunt, but I did send that text message. All right, so <clears throat> best advice, if you're going to threaten to kill someone, do it with smoke signals, do it over the phone, or send them a letter with the words, I'm going to kill you, cut out from magazines. Um, Gardini talks about how his grandfather taught him the ultimate self-defense move. And that is to kick him in the balls and grab him by the throat and squeeze as hard as you can. Um, I probably going to fucking work. And that's probably a good self-defense technique to have this Christmas. You know, we're all going to see relatives we don't like, you know. That's what I'm doing today. I'm about to go and see relatives that I don't care about. And I don't have any interest in seeing. And we'll say some shit they probably shouldn't. So remember that. Kick it for balls, grab the throat, and squeeze that motherfucker. And lastly, they talk about the Louis special. Um, and every and everyone's, especially women's, um, common misconception that he's a rapist. When all he did was just ask women to let him jerk off in front of them. That's all. Never even held the door and stopped them. Just like, you know, jerk off in front of you. They would say yes or they would say no. Uh, Sarah Silverman says it all the time. I was like, man, Louis fucking do it all the time to me. It didn't bother me. Anyway, so. What time was it? Oh, we're 17 minutes in. Jeez. That's fucking great. All right. Number 10. And that is the panties in the mouth, boys. The hum tapes. Um, firstly, congratulations to the boys. They reached 100 Patreons. Okay. I think when I first started listening, they were at like 12. So they're really fucking coming along, those boys. And really, you know, if the Loud Boys is dead, you know, um, you know at least we have these guys. Which is the, I don't know, you have the Wish Store version of something. What's the black version of something? Like... Is there a black-owned store? Well, I don't know. Anyway, this is the black version of Cumtown, okay? That's what I'm trying to say. Um, uh, they talk about, is it going to be a good or bad thing when humans are half robots? Um, like, you know, like things cyberpunk. You know, when we're fucking watching porn for a fucking tiny little, you know, we're watching porn in our minds, and we're able to fucking connect to the internet with a USB that's in our arm, yeah? What it will be is a dystopian future, because the rich will have everything, and there will be no middle class, and the poor will have nothing. It will be an, it'll be a fucking Elysium, Elysium, that movie with Matt Damon. That's what it'll be. Um, they fucking chastise Le Maire for not being, um, a fan of the um, TV show The Boys, and he thinks Black Panther sucks. Um, can we take that man's black card away from him? And also, am I allowed as a white man to say that we should take someone's black card away from him? Black Panther was great. I love Black Panther. I thought it was a great fucking movie for the culture. You know, 
Wakanda forever. <laughs> I enjoyed it. Uh, they talk about doing a bit where they watch old O and A bits and pretend they're in Shio with them. Which, that has legs. I like that idea. Um, they talk, what is the best ONA episode or bit? And that is... Ooh, best, you know. Them watching, you know, them in the studio with Patrice watching Bobo get a penis. Oh, a penis. Watching Bobo get a penis. <laughs> That's how fucked I am. They, um, they watch Bobo get an erection every time fucking Opie and Anthony talk about sexy girls and then him getting a direction when they talk about the Mets. And just Patrice's laugh is just iconic. Um, pretty much anything with Patrice is one of their best. Um, when Patrice tells his story of when he went to jail as a kid, um, which I've talked about earlier many times, is the greatest bit ever told on radio. Um, Kumi are trying to get a taxi while wearing Nazi propaganda. Oh, no. Well, the game was who could get a taxi first. Patrice, a black man, or Kumia while wearing Nazi propaganda. Um, sex with Sam, obviously, where they, um, a couple decided to fuck in a Catholic church. That was pretty fucking out there. But, it was, you know, so there's a lot of them. But if we're going to say one, then it's probably... Patrice telling his story, because that was, Patrice telling his story of going to prison for, you know, apparently being part of a gang rap. That was podcasting before podcasting was even a thing. It was fucking fantastic. And Joe Rogan says it all the time, that Opie and Anthony were the reason he started the podcast. And they were in some ways the original podcast. But that story... That was what, you know, fucking shaped what I enjoy in podcasting. It was a story and it had, you know, funny bits but serious bits. And yeah, that was pretty much fucking, yeah. It made me who I was today, as they say. Um, And yeah, and lastly, they talk about the hum tapes, which is, you know, they talk about releasing a bit on Patreon where they hum um, and then you sit on a speaker putting your phone, you sit on the speaker or you put your phone to your pussy or your gooch or your cock um, and they hum and you come, you hum and they come um, I've never done that but when I have some time over this Christmas break I might um and lastly, wouldn't be pettings in the mouth if they didn't talk about cum. Um, they talk, do you shoot big ropes or are you a dribbler? Like, and it's a really, like, subjective question, you know? Like, you know, if you haven't had sex in a week, I'm probably shooting ropes. If I'm jerking off for the fourth time in a day, probably a dribble. Or, oh, no, sometimes it's a squirt. Sometimes it'll just go, if you just one, you know. But personally, I shoot ropes. I shoot mad ropes. Because I got big balls. But a medium-sized cock. Alright. Someone in my car has fucked with my chair. Because I'm sitting here, and my head's touching the roof. And I'm like, what the fuck's going on here? There we go. Alright. Number nine. 
And that sand is little help as Ravine Finance, live from the sand, potentially the last ever episode of The Lab Loop. Um, Ian spends most of this episode just ripping into Dalton, Joe, and Robbie. Uh, mostly Dalton, and it's just great. You know, you wonder why these guys are in the podcast? Because every guest they have on rips them to fucking shreds. So that's probably not a nice feeling. Um, somehow as a child, Dalton got his hands on his father's gun and nearly killed himself. Dalton nearly blew his head off with his father's shotgun as a child. Imagine, talking about a butterfly effect, imagine if Dalton actually had done it. How weird would we look now? Who would we make fun of? And that's the whole point of the Loud Boys. The Loud Boys aren't around. Who are we going to make fun of? Who will be our punching bag online? That's why we need the Loud Boys. Because I'm I'm fucking kidding. (laughs) I don't give a fuck that hard. Um, um, Ian says after Robbie and Joe wound Dalton, um, this podcast is like playing hot potato with being a sensitive pussy. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> That's pretty much it. Um, they talk about the people who say they're sober or straight edge but still do coke and weed. Um, I believe that's called Cali sober. Um, well, we all had people like that, you know. Like at one point, I was one of those people. Like you know, I'm sort of you know soberish. You know, I'm soberish. Like I don't drink. I don't do any hard drugs anymore. I may soak the occasional joint every once in a couple of weeks and I'll vape, you know. But I'm not, I can't sit there and call myself straight edge, can I? No. Um, but everyone has that one friend. It's like, you know, I'm sober, but they'll go around the corner and they'll, you know, smoke a joint. It's just people, you know, wishing they were something they clearly can't be. Um, Ian is asked on one of life's most important questions. You know, if there was ever the most important question asked on an episode of the Loud Boys, it was this. Which Loud Boy is likely to kill themselves first? It's Dalton. It goes Dalton, then Robbie, and then Joe. Dalton will one day blow his fucking brains out all across the wall. And that will be an interesting day. But he's a close one to two between him and Robbie. Because Robbie's like just depressed enough and can't take criticism to where he could very well just hang himself from his, you know, balcony. Uh, they talk about the Beatles, you know, how they broke up and everything. And um, maybe I'm just a little bit autistic, but I feel like if you read between the lines, that, you know, and some of the comments they make in this, you know, section, you could see how they may have been talking about themselves. Yeah. Um, and lastly, with all, you know, everything going on, well, we don't know what the future of the Loud Boys is. They do have shows booked in February, um, and Joe says he's moving to San Francisco, but he's probably lying. 
Um, like I said, I think in February we'll probably see a soft reboot. Maybe Joey's not lying. Maybe that was Joe being honest, but no one believes Joe because he's the boy of the crowd wolf. Um, you probably see a soft reboot in February. That's my guess. So, yeah, that is maybe the last ever episode of Loud Boys we ever talked about. Hooray! And now we get to number eight. Number eight. Um, and that's Drew Nonsense with Gino Pascanti, Ryan Long, and Mikey Figs. And this is the real ass podcast, obviously. Um, Gino talks about being sober for seven months. Um, so good on him, you know. He, he, he looks like he's fucking 60, but good on him. Um, so Lewis drops an M-bomb when referring to his version of Rudolph the Red-Nosed N-word. And for some reason, they beep out the N-word. Now, obviously, this episode is, like, they record it on Wednesday, and they release it Friday, and they pretend it's a Friday episode, or whatever the fuck. But that was interesting. Um, they talk about how late-night hosts are all carbon copies of themselves. Well, truthfully. If you were to take Jimmy Kimmel, that fat British fuck that no one cares about, um, Fallon, um, there's one more, I think. Oh, um, Colbert. Colbert? Yeah. If you were to take them all together, you could probably... It's almost like there's some sort of mutant that's split into four things. Like, you could combine them to make some sort of... Super fucking woke piece of shit. They're all the same. I think there's even a fucking video online of them all saying the same thing about Trump. They're all carbon copies of themselves. And that's why late night's dying. Alright? And I'll be honest with you, late night's been dead since Jon Stewart left. You know? Truthfully. Once Jon Stewart left, the game was over. You know? Then fucking Letterman left, and so on and so forth. Um, they mock Ralph, who posts a map of his, how many miles and where he ran, did his morning run. Um, he now since has decided to post that on his stories, so that he can't be ridiculed about it. Um, Lewis stops the show, show so Shannon can go back to Dr. Audio of Ralph saying true nonsenses. Um, like I said, this clearly not aired live, that's beeping at the N-word and Lewis stop, stopping the recording to make Ralph say something offensive, or edit Ralph saying something offensive. Um, yeah. yeah, I can do that, because why I don't do this live? You know how many times I've had to edit add me saying the N-word repeatedly? <laughs> why, why how many times I've had to edit me actually saying something funny? Like, I was like, oh, that was funny. Let me put that in there. Uh, Lewis talked about how, why Figs needs to quit his day job and chase his dreams. Um, <laughs> unless you're going to give that motherfucker a podcast on your network, I wouldn't recommend it. Um, Figs believes there's still a little chance he could get on SNL. <laughs> You crazy Puerto Rican bastard. You got no you got as much hope of getting on SNL as I do of getting on SNL. 
To which Lewis reminds him that he said too much offensive shit on podcast. And the only hope, the sliver of hope that he has, is that he slips through the cracks like Shane did. It's true. You know, when Lewis talks about how, how, you know, he, how he knows he'll never get a TV spot ever. Um, it's the case. You know, once you connect it to Compound or Gas Digital, unless you're, you know, very careful with what you say, or you sort of hang on the outside of it, you, you got no hope. There's just no chance. So you're better off just creating your own thing. Like Lewis did. Um, oh, what the fuck is this? Uh, Snoop Dogg has created his own elf on a shelf, prompting Lewis to promise that next year they will have a real-ass podcast version of Elf on the Shelf. Um, uh, my only hope is that this elf on the shelf has a massive cock. Or... Uh, Has a gun in the butt, or um, has a space bar, space bubble saying the N word, or is just completely in blackface. That's what I'm hoping for. Um, Shannon talks about, um, but she's really starting to get interested into this fighting thing. Um, so she talks about how she wants to fight at the next skink fest, and she doesn't say no to fighting kid. So, Shannon's got a death wish, because Kim will fuck her up. Um, and Lewis says he'll um, train Shannon and uh, give her a spot on Team Rattlesnake. So, Dylan's, Dylan's gone. There's no hope for Dylan anymore. He also promises that when next time, if he ever rolls with Shannon, he will slide his cock in between her ass cheeks. And I believe that. <laughs> so get ready to see Shannon on some um, fight journals. Which would be great. Because, you know, every some dude's going to fucking... And by some dude, I mean me. is going to watch that and take screenshots of any time we see Shannon's righteous body. Horrible face, but righteous body. Alright, number seven. And that is Notes of a Goon... Mikey's not here, man. Um, listen. <clears throat> and I really just put this episode in here to bash myself and make myself look like an idiot. Um, but if you want to hear how a good solo show is done, listen to this. I heard this and I went, fuck, Chris from Brooklyn makes me sound like a fag. Because he does it so well. Um, so Chris talks about his horrible experiences in Canada um, because obviously, um, how do you say it? Um, the new variant, uh, Omicron, 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 there you go. Obviously it's getting a bit out of hand, even though, you know, hold on, I have to whisper this, so the, the, you know, the, um, <laughs> the Illuminati doesn't hear this, even though it's a less serious, you know, it's a less dangerous variant. Now, obviously, it's exploding, though. You know, everyone's scared of that. Even in, you know, even here in Australia, you know, we've, we've got, been out of lockdown for four months. 
and you know three months and it's not looking good so yeah so but Canada's completely fucked you know I think places like Canada and New Zealand that a year ago were hailed as you know being fantastic um really starting to look bad because you hear them talk especially fucking Janine from New Zealand like a year ago she was fucking I think her approval rating was like 85% it was ridiculous it's not that anymore <coughs> yeah I just blow my nose on the podcast so yeah Canada same thing um it's all fucked down there up there sideways there um um, Chris talked about how even though Mikey um, was once homeless, he loves Christmas and all that jolly shit. Listen, you're the type of person who likes Christmas. You're a faggot, okay? No one should like Christmas. I'll tell you why. Because Christmas is for children. If you're an adult and you like Christmas, there's a high probability you got molested. Okay? And you're trying to recapture some of your childish youth. Alright? I hate Christmas. I literally treat Christmas like it's a normal day. And I just have to see people. That's it. If you're like, oh my god, it's Christmas and all that, you're a faggot. Okay? Anyway, so we get down to the crux of what this episode is. And that is, Chris talks about a article, uh, Vice released. Um... And it's probably one of their better pieces of work they've done in a long while. And that is the dumbest drug myth stories in 2021. And that, and this is pretty much the crux of what we're about to talk about, of the episode they're about to talk about. Really great. And I know I forget to do it every week because I'm an idiot. But if there is a podcaster of the week, it's Chris this week. Chris was on fire this week. Alright. So anyway. So the dumbest myth stories of tw- <clears throat> oh shit 2021. George Floyd died of an overdose. If you believe George Floyd died of an overdose, you are retarded. Because you can do all the drugs you want. You have someone put their fucking knee on your neck, it's going to kill you. Yeah. Um, drug dealers are selling woke coke, which apparently is ethically sourced cocaine. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Woke coke. Um, and then um, they talk about apparently there is flesh-eating coke which if you snort it your skin fucking I don't know is the equivalent of putting acid on your skin I've never never heard of it apparently that was a thing this year Uh, all coke is being laced with fentanyl no as Chris says the only way you're going to get laced fentanyl, laced fentanyl. Man, there's so much fentanyl in there. Where's the coke? Would you like some fentanyl, coke laced fentanyl? The only way you're getting fentanyl in your coke is if you buy from a really sketchy personal area. That's the truth. Um, so you can overdose just by touching fentanyl. Like it's fucking anthrax. Um, 
talks about how people are, people are getting high off car parts in the Congo. <laughs> what the fuck? People believe this shit, truthfully. There is a 40-year-old mum somewhere in fucking Wisconsin who believes that people are getting high off car parts in, in fucking Congo, in the Congo. Um, cocaine users is to blame for child um, drug gangs and youth murders in Britain. No. If, if you change that word to crack or meth, we, we might be having a conversation, but no. Um, fireworks are being led off to signal um, drug drop-offs. Um, I literally wrote down that that sounds like something out of GTA Online because that is a mission in GTA Online. They're not letting off fireworks to signal drug fucking deals or drug drop-offs. Um, uh, everyone is being jabbed with date rape drugs. Um, listen, I know there was that Astro World thing that was proven to be wrong. It was just some dude got punched in the back of the head. Um, no one's being war. No one's walking around jabbing someone with angry drugs. All right. Um, and lastly, probably the most ridiculous one of them all: the German weed is full of heroin. And if that is the case, can someone please send me weed from Germany? Because that sounds like fun. But yeah, those are the eleven or ten most stupid, retarded myths, stories, drug stories of twenty twenty one. Um. Shit's crazy. Yeah, someone walks past my cat. Yep. Keep walking. I'm going to look at your wife's ass. Yep, I'm looking at your wife's ass. Yep. It's a nice ass. Anyway, number six. <clears throat> and that is, they do exist. We have Ian Finance, and that is Compound. Um, this is a really short review. Like, super short. I'll say it like this. Ian gets a hold of the ox cord and completely hijacks the show. That's what this episode is. Um, yeah, and they um, they talk about possibly real homosexual experiences as they had as kids. Um, I think Nick Nick may tell the one that he's the closest from being might be the closest to the truth. I think he talks about getting his dick sucked by, like, his neighbor. Like, you know, that may be true. But we all know that the only one out of the three of them that has actually had a gay experience is Adam. Um, and then they talk about why, when we were children, or teenagers is probably the better word, uh, we had the wrong idea about slutty teens. So, because we would, you know, dickhead fucking 13, 14-year-olds, when you found out at school that, oh, this girl fucking, you know, sucked this dude's dick, right? We all, you know, made fun of her. We all called her a slut and all this kind of shit. But what we should have done, and this is genius and it's correct, you know, we should have been embracing that fucking slut so we can fuck them. Now I realize why I never got no pussy as a teenager. Because I was too busy making jokes about the slut sucking dick. Instead of trying to fuck her, you know? So we should be embracing them and trying to fuck them instead of ostracizing them 
you know, I don't know, eating M&Ms out of a dude's ass, you know? You gotta embrace the sluts. You know? Because you want to fuck the sluts. Um, yeah, listen, that's it. That's all I have to say about it. Episode of Come Town. Um, they've been on fire for the last fucking God knows. About two months. Loving these damn shows. Yeah. Now we get to number five. And I'll be honest with you. It is because of this episode. I knew I had to do an episode this week. It was because of this podcast. Yeah. And that is High Society Radio. Um, Polo cast. Um, first things first. The old intro is back. Thank the heavens. Um, people posting Spotify rap stuff are fucking gay. You will never see a Spotify rap from me because it's fucking gay. And also, you want to know what I listen to? Listen to the podcast, you fucking maggots. <laughs> um, Spotify rap is just the new YouTube re- rewind. Like, you know, just they don't do. Apparently, they don't do YouTube rewind anymore. That thing is dead. Which, thank God for that. <coughs> All right. So this is the crux of what this episode's about. Right. So Pornhub has released its most searched porn stars, subgenres, and words via country of 2021. Okay. So America's most searched word is hentai, which I was a bit shocked by. Number two was lesbian, and number three was milk. And I'm in agreement here with Chris. That tells you that fucking 16 year olds are the majority user of Pornhub, right? Because I'm 28, and I can tell you, I have not searched hentai, lesbian, or milk porn in about 10 years, all right? Those are things that teenagers look up. You know what I'm searching up? I'm searching up fucking Oriental gangbang. (laughs) I'm searching up some fucking savage shit. Um, And yeah, this is how you know teens are using the hub more than adults. Besides, like, once you get to a certain age, you don't really use the hub anymore. Like, I'm, I'm more of an X-Videos, XXNX guy. So, yeah. The hub is the mainstream. It's for the, you know, it's for the kids, man. <laughs> All right. Most viewed porn stars in the U.S. <coughs> and I was a little bit shocked, I must say. Right, number five, Brandy Love. Yeah. Number four, Emily Willis. I've never actually heard of her. Um, number three, Riley Reed. Considering she's retired, I'm surprised that she's still there, but I can't argue with that. Number two, Abigail Danger. Can't argue with that neither. Um, and number one, Lana Rhodes. Lana Rhodes. Why? Like, I don't know. I I never thought... Oh, she's very beautiful, but porn-wise, she doesn't do anything special. Anyway. Uh, these are the most trending searches. Like, these are the words that blew up the most in 2021. 
So up 305% squirting. This was the year of the squirt. Okay. Um, up 405%. Hooter, fucking Hooters. Yes. Yes. So Hooters is up 405% in search. I don't know. Maybe there was, you know. They will, they must, someone must have been looking for something particular. You know, it must have been like a bitch getting fucked in a Hooters dress or something. A Shooter shirt. Up 435%. Ebony big ass. I'm telling you, teens are using the hub more than adults these days. And up 445% mature milk. So not just MILF, they want the old MILF. <laughs> See, that's bad. <laughs> Up 743%. Lesbian scissoring. Yes. Like, <laughs> lesbian, lesbian, this is teenager shit. This is teenagers. Ain't no fucking adult searching up lesbian scissoring. Because you're an adult, you know lesbians don't scissor. It's a fucking... They don't do it. <laughs> and they do do it, they do it for the fun of it. Um, yeah, I... I've never searched any of these things out, and I probably never will. Yeah. I always like to run into a good squirting video. But I'm not searching it out. I'm, it's a happy coincidence if I find it. Alright, so... Both Mexico and Canada, the top search word was hentai and was Lana Rhodes. This is going to be a common theme for a while, okay? The most searched word in Japan is Japanese. So they like to keep it in, they like to keep it, you know, in the family. But not incest, just, you know, you know what I mean. Uh, the Philippines, Lexi Law was number one, beating Rhodes. And Johnny Sins was in the top five. The only male porn star in the top five was Johnny Sins. Um, Brazil, Spain, Australia, Colombia. Hentai and Rhodes got the top spots. Yes. Now, for some reason, in 2021, the most, the most searched porn star is Lana Rhodes, and the most searched word is hentai. This is what happens when you lock people inside for two years. They lose their mind. They are now watching tentacle porn. Or fucking Sailor Moon getting fucked with a 20-inch fucking cock. This is what you've done to people. Um, the number one most searched term in the Ukraine is just sex. So, a very Borat answer. Sounds like something Borat would do. Um, in Sweden, Johnny Sins is number one for most searched porn star. Good on Johnny Sins. He's an icon. He's a legend now. Um, the most searched TV or TV star was number three, Harry Potter, which I can't explain. Number two, Wonder Woman. Yeah, I get that. And number one, obviously, Harley Quinn, because people are sick degenerates. Um, the most searched porn via generation, Gen Z which technically my generation. Lesbian hentai. Lesbian and hentai. Uh, Gen Y, which is 35 to 55-year-olds. Um, cartoon. So cartoon porn, interracial porn, and threesomes. 
yeah. It's an interesting mix. That. And lastly, boomers. The most searched thing boomers looked up was hand job. See? That's what I mean. Teenagers are using Pornhub. The old dudes aren't. Because if they're looking up hand job, guess what? They're a little bit fucking dainty. Um, and lastly, most searched porn stars by women. Um, yeah, so it's roads and hentai. It's roads and hentai. It's roads and hentai. And that's what that's what porn is these days. It's roads and hentai. Roads lead to hentai. <clears throat> we'll get through one more. We have to take a quick break just to reset the recording. All right, number four. Harassment. With Mike Feeney, Nathan Orton. Sorry, with Mike Feeney, the legend killer Nathan Orton. And Chris from Brooklyn, the Real Life Podcast. Um, Chris and Lewis, remember the time they said Zach was dead on air and his parents called his wife crying? That's the reason they no longer talk about Zach being dead, even though he's dead. No, he's doing very well. He comes back to podcasts. Um, I think he's back on air tomorrow. So we're wishing Zach all the best, um, and we're glad to see him back. We're especially glad to see him back on Bye Guys. Um, they talk about the idea of having all of Lewis's exes appear on a podcast called Time to Go to the Extreme. It'd be a great podcast, you know. Kim, black chick that we never saw, Karen, Karen, and in the future, Natalie. It'd be a good podcast. You can't say that it wouldn't be. Um, then they talk about what would make better audio, like what would what would you rather hear these chicks talk about, like the um, the happy, sweet 16, 17-year-old Lewis it was all about love and stuff, or the coke doing cheating, wife beating Lewis in his twenties. That's what I mean, but I mean like all of Lewis's exes. I mean all of his exes, like not just the famous ones, all of them. So there's like twenty chicks in a studio. First off, you wouldn't hear a fucking thing because they'd all be talking over each other. But um, if you're gonna do this, you could almost do this like a podcast mini series. So you could start off with one chick and interview her, and you could slowly watch the evolution of Lewis. You know, from that sweet 16-year-old who was all, you know, it was just a poor kid looking for love and attention that his mother never gave him, to, you know, his mid-twenties where he was doing cocaine and fucking bitches around the corner because he realized all women are cunts. There's a market there. There's a, there's something you could do there. They won't, but, you know. Um, they talk about times they broke up with chicks. Um... Lewis is upset with a lack of pregnant hookers slash strippers out there for Lewis to whack off to. See, that's what I mean. Dudes, older dudes are looking up like pregnant porn or, you know, like shit like that. Or midgets. Um, I talk about the uh, wrestler named um, Hannibal who stabbed their ref in the head with a spike. Um, I actually had heard this story from um, Jim Cornette, and this dude fucked this ref up. Like, he can... First off, what you know about Hannibal is anytime he performs, he pays 
the promoter to do it because no one will have him on his fucking. No one will have him on his show. He's a piece of shit. All right. Um. I think he's also got hepatitis C. But anyway, so what happens is he was He's got this gimmick of like the blood rider or the blood drawer or whatever fuck. And his whole thing was to give this ref color. But this ref was obviously naive, so he gave himself a little bit of color. So he put him in the sleeper hold, took this spike, and drilled it into his fucking head six times. Um, but the thing is, that's not the way you blade. You're supposed to do a slash so that it drips. If you just puncture someone, all you're doing is trying to kill them. Yeah. No, he's a fucking moron. Um... Uh, Feeney comments on how he, uh, Feeney comments on how Lewis has completely broken producing that lead down, just like Shannon. Um, or as Lewis said, it's not breaking her down, it's breaking her in. Fair. Um, they also comment on Tesla being, Tesla hit, being hit with sex, of the sex, six sexual barely harassment allegations, claiming it's like working in a frat house. But really, it's just a bunch of chicks who don't like being told to have a nice ass. And then Lewis comes up with this brilliant idea. And it may be one of his brilliant ideas. It won't follow through on it, but, you know. So Lewis comes up with the idea of her ass mints. An anal suppository that makes her ass taste like mint. So you can eat her out, Get all that minty taste off, and then fuck her in the ass, and she'll have a clean ass. It was a brilliant idea. Now, I don't know how, the only problem is, you. I don't know how you're going to, if you don't get all the minty stuff off her ass, probably not going to be enjoyable to fuck her, because mint will burn your cock. I know this from experience. Um, so, wait, if we surveyed all your exes, what would be the worst story One of them from one of them? Hmm. What would be the worst story an ex would have about me? Hmm. Yeah, I was, no, the worst story I would have would be from my first girlfriend who would just tell you I was a whiny little bitch. That would be the worst one. Um... Lewis talks about how he's an old man and he doesn't have the energy to cheat anymore. For sure, Lewis. Winky face. Yeah, that's that's a good cover, mate. Good stuff. Um, they talk about who's Baby James's favorite stepmom. It's probably a toss-up between Kim or Natalie. It's probably Natalie. Um, they read real-ass fan fiction. Um, Lewis is played by Chris. Big J is Orton, and Dave Smith is Feeney, and it was, it was much to do about nothing. And lastly, a reality star is making 50k per month, selling farts in a jar. And this crazy cunt is selling farts in a jar for a thousand dollars a pop. Yep. Nah. If you're buying fucking a jar of farts from some bitch who was like on fucking Love Island or whatever, you're a fucking idiot. Like, get a fucking life. Like, but that's the world we're living in. We live in a world of simps now who were like, here, here, take my money. Just, I'm, just give me a, give me a piece of that pussy. Give me just a little bit of a piece of that pussy. 
And they're not even getting a little bit of pussy. They're just getting imaginary virtual pussy. Ridiculous. And on that note, we're going to take a quick break. And we're going to come back and we're going to finish this podcast. It's the only real podcast yeah. left. You even say in your intro how much this show sucks. It's the, it's the only real podcast left. Fill her up. Beat it with all that dork shit, dude. <laughs> and we're back for part two. And I have to slightly rush because I, I didn't mention this at the start of the episode. Um, but my mother and my mother-in-law are meeting for the first time today. And I've been dating my partner for about five years. So today's going to be a fun day. We're all going to have a fun day. This is why I did this now. Because I'm not going to have any interest in doing that after. All right. So number three. And that is the Bonfire Holiday Spectacular Part 2. Talked about Part 1 last week. It was fantastic. And this didn't disappoint. So I'm going to say it again like I did last week. I love the Mark Norman soundboard. And I'm willing to pay a great sum of money for it. Um... And lastly, Jacob does a bit where he puts on a spooky voice and plays a mean bisexual alien with two massive cocks. One circumcised and one that is. Um, the, the audio of me saying that doesn't do that justice, go and find it online. All right, go and look at the Bonfire's Twitter or Instagram or whatever the fuck. Go find it because he's got these two cocks, but they're, atta- they're attached to a string on his hands. So every time he has a drink or he moves his hands, these cocks move. It's fucking great, all right? And then just because I can, we're also going to do part three. So it's a, it's a holiday spectacular all tied into fucking one, okay? And part three is with the great and powerful, the young bull. Um, Shane's bullying Jay by tickling Jay and making himself conscious that he might do it again and pee in front of Christine. Because Jay's very ticklish, you know? Fat man like, you know, like Jay, like myself, we're very ticklish. For me, it's my feet. You touch my feet, I'm going to tickle. I'm going to laugh. Um, Shane used to do tributes on porno mags as a kid. Now, if you don't know what a tribute is, it's very simple. A tribute is where you jerk off to a picture and you ejaculate on the picture. Now, the techie kids, the young kids these days, do it on iPads. Back in the day, we did it on magazines. Um, so the degenerates on Reddit... Um, I assume on the secret podcast Reddit. Now do to come tributes to Shane's dad, where they jerk off on the pictures on the Shane's dad. Good old Phil getting jerked onto, jerked off to. Um, Jay is now so progressively more drunk from White Claws that he's completely fucked. <laughs> um, no Shane, no Shane to Claws this year. Which is obviously Shane Gillis dressed as Santa Claus as um, Jacob sits on his lap. So instead, we get Black Lou Santa. Um, and Black Santa gives everyone gifts. He gives Dan a giant durag for his big ass head. Um, Jay gets type 2 diabetes medication. And Christine gets a now infamous 12 inch black dildo. Um, yeah. If obviously, if, if you. If you're on the um, Legion of Skanks subreddit, you may have seen me post a picture of Jay Cleaning said 12-inch black dildo. It's 10 or 12-inch, I don't know. We'll go with 12-inch. Every time I talk about it, it gets bigger. Okay? Um, and Shane got a black man's personal bank, which is a shoebox. Um, Shane talks about the best video game soundtracks. Um, 
personally, for me, it's a toss-up between Midnight Club um, 3, Need for Speed Underground 2, and NBA 2K6. So that was that was my childhood growing up. That was like Midnight Club. Fuck, there's so many great songs on that. It's a shame they don't make Midnight Club games anymore because they were fucking great. Um, and they question or Jay drunkenly questions a chick with massive bilkers, um, if she has dinner plate nipples or dime nipples because obviously the bigger a chick's nipple tits are, the more likely she has the the dinner plates. You know, like the they're not prominent; they just they're really flat. And, like, you know, they cover a large circumference of the boob. Personally, I'm more of a dime piece kind of guy. I like the dime piece nipples. That's just me. Great. Just truly great fucking free fucking episodes of the bonfire. If you haven't listened to them, go listen to part one, two, and three together. It'll make you weep. All right? All right. We're nearly there. Number two. And that is Smack the Bomb with Legion Escape. Um, they talk about how getting angry, getting angry at technology is just as stupid as video game anger. Um, and the whole part of this is that Lewis, Bobby is explaining to, to Jay how to set up his camera. And essentially Bobby explains tech to them over the, over Zoom is how your grandfather explains to your grandmother how to use a computer. That's really the fucking crux of it. You know, you gotta click, you gotta click the square fucking thingy. Um, these geezers talk about how far technology has come in their lives. Um, which, I suppose if you're in your 40s and you look at technology, like, it probably is an amazing thing. But, you know, me being, you know, in my late 20s, it's like, well, we sort of grew up with it. But we grew up with, like, the medieval part of it, and we grew up with, like, the now current version of it. You know? Like, I, I grew up with a Mac. I grew up with a Mac fucking 96. I remember the dial-up tone. But these guys grew up with no technology, and then technology, and now what we have now. Um, they talk about calculator jokes. Yes, it's come to the... It's come to this... Well, we're now talking about calculator jokes where, you know, you type in a certain amount of numbers and you get boobies. Um, they play, they intend to play a competition of, between the three of them. Who can come up with the best boob calculator jokes? Um, I wrote down maybe all the people on Reddit are right about these Zoom shows. Because this was, you know, it is what it is, I guess. Um, they talk about what were some great childhood jokes, bully shit you did as kids. You know, uh, they, they they mentioned the look down and you flick their nose, like you put your finger on their shirt, they look down, you flick it. What they didn't talk about was Bangkok. And that is still my favorite joke that I used to do as a kid. So you'd walk up to someone and you'd be like, what's the capital of um, Thailand? And they would say Bangkok and you'd slap them in the fucking dick. That's always been my favorite one. Or um, see you next fall where they, you know, someone over and you'd be like, you know, see you next fall. Uh, punch buggy. And uh, lastly, drawing on your past our friend's face. I've done that one. I, I've actually thoroughly enjoyed doing that one. Like drawing fucking dicks on your mate's head. Or, you know, I remember 
like my mate was he stayed over my place and he was passed out. And it was just me and him. And now looking back at it, it's only funny if there's a bunch of people around doing it with you. But I drew everywhere on this cunt. I drew on his back. I drew on his face. I fucking, I had a great deal of fun. Now, granted, I got mine back a few years later when they decided to, I passed out. And they show they shaved one eyebrow. They didn't shave both. They just shaved one. And now realizing as, old, as an older person, what I probably should have done was just shave both of them off. And let them grow back naturally, because now one eyebrow is bushier than the other. Anyway. Um, we get updates, and they rewatched the NFL player who assaulted his baby mama. Um, the one with the TV fell on her head. Um, they watch a guy with Lewis vibes who parked in a no-parking zone. Is filmed one-punching an old dude. Like, he decks this cunt. He fucking smacks him. Uh, they watch the new Spider-Man trailer, um, which is essentially a bit of... That's what High Society Radio's been doing the last six months. Um, and then lastly, for the Christmas spirit, obviously, they watch some Trump bitch in a school board meeting sing all about wanting a freedom back and how kids shouldn't wear masks in school, to the tune of All I Want from Christmas. All I Want for Christmas is you, from Mariah Carey. Um, it's a Legionist Gangs episode. It has to be on the list. All right? It's fucking great. I don't care. But especially in the Legionist Gangs episode, if we get to number one, in this very festive and jolly episode of the Skankverse podcast, and that is number one, Santa Dooley, Legionist Gangs. They talk about how Jay's got a big red stripe through his hair. Um, it's a skunk script, but it's not to, It's not through the middle. It's through the side. And I know this because when I was 16 years old, I had the exact same hairstyle. The only difference was I was 16 years old and it was purple. But Jay pulls it off because it's big Jay, obviously. Um, uh, Lewis talks about how someone threw a rock at him in Canada when he was on, on tour over the weekend. You got some balls to throw a fucking rock at Lewis. You got fucking balls. Because if you threw something at Lewis, he'd fucking chase you down. He'd beat the fuck out of you. Um, Lewis and Jay are having trouble with what to buy their girls for Christmas. Why the fuck did that just pop up? I don't know. Um, like, I I actually had this conversation yesterday at Christmas dinner. I went, it's very easy for me to buy a gift for my partner. You know? She's very easy to buy for because she'll tell you what she wants. And she's just like, okay, well, I'll just go and buy it. <laughs> easy. You know? And if, you, if she doesn't tell you what she wants, then she, all you have to do is just buy something that's slightly practical, you know? And if you can't find something that's slightly practical you think she's going to enjoy, buy her a board game. She loves board games. Easy. Um, they play a little game where... Um, Jay has to guess what's the best gift he's ever bought for Christine was. Jay says the best gift he ever got her were Fleetwood Mac tickets. She says it was some sort of expensive handbag. So Jay unfortunately lost the game and then Jay has to watch Christine get fucked by three black men. <laughs> uh, they talk, uh, then they ask, what's the best gift you ever got from a chick? Um, what's the best gift I ever got from a chick? Like, a, you know, not your mum, like your girlfriend or whatever the fuck. 
Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Best gift I ever got from a chick. Like, see the thing. Like, I'm. It's really easy to buy for my partner, but I'm really hard to buy for because I literally will buy what I want for myself. So if I always ask people, always people always ask me, "What do you want for Christmas?" I'm like, "Give me money. That's what I want. Give me money." Best gift. Oh well, shoes. I think I've gotten like some really good pairs of shoes and boots and stuff. Um. Besides that. Oh, there's probably something I'm forgetting and I'm going to get in trouble for. <laughs> I can't remember. Um, I guess I haven't gotten anything good because nothing springs to my mind besides shoes. I've gotten a nice pair of $400, $500 pair of shoes. Uh, anyway, um, they opened Christmas gifts from fans. Um, they got two sheets of golden joint papers, which is pretty fucking baller. And a large supply of mushrooms that someone illegally sent them. Who Lewis won't read the name out of because obviously what they've done is a criminal offence. And they hand mushrooms out to the crowd except for the ones who are too fucking bitch or will probably have a bad trip. And Lewis says, I'm not looking after you if you have a bad trip. Um, they talk about Louis' new special. Uh, Lewis wants to watch it on the show illegally. They don't, unfortunately. That'd be great. There's something there, like, Maybe the next Zoom show, which has already been recorded yesterday, maybe for a Zoom show they could, like, review it or, like, watch it and talk about it. It'd be great. It'd be, it'd be fun. It'd definitely be better than fucking some of the Zoom shows they've done. Um, they talked the Tyron versus Paul fight. Um, Lewis says something completely insane and that it... And he says that it's not a foregone conclusion that Diaz or Masvidal beat Paul. Now, granted... Um, last week when I did this podcast, I did say that Tyrone would knock Paul out. I was very, very wrong. So maybe, maybe I'm wrong about this whole Jake Paul thing. Maybe he's a great fighter and I just don't see it because he's a Disney kid. I don't know. But yeah, so that's what, I still think that's a little insane. I think Diaz or Masvidal would beat Paul unless he, um, unless Jake Paul did what he did with Tyrone and paid him to lose. And before you say I'm crazy, there's videos out there of what looks like Jake Paul moving his gloves um, in a really strange way, and then 15 seconds later knocking Tyrone out. Almost like it was planned that way. But that's just me going crazy. Anyway, um, Dave and um, Lewis go back and forth on Lewis's thoughts on Paul, which semi got me excited for hammer fisting, so hopefully Lewis doesn't blue ball us and actually gives us this podcast, hopefully, fingers crossed, um, and then Lewis, with his sick, twisted mind, has come up with a new contest where fans send in their kids finding Elf on the Shelf murdered, or dead, or killed itself by suicide, or raped, to traumatize their children, um, Lewis says you have to, it has to be the reaction of the child to seeing it, not just a picture of funny things you've done with the Elf. Um, surely no one is actually going to do this. Surely no one is going to traumatize their child for Christmas by having, you know, sticking a 14-inch black dildo up an elf's ass, you know? And also, 
How can Lewis expect parents to do this if he would in no way do this himself? You know, five years ago, Lewis would have done this or he would have considered doing it. But you can't, I don't know, man. You can't ask someone to do something that you wouldn't do yourself. That's just my personal feelings. And um, I think this is the last thing we're going to talk about. Yep. And then this week's installment of Crazy Woke Books is a book called Santa's Husband. Um, and not only is it Santa's husband, is Santa gay in a homosexual relationship with a man, Santa's black. And he's fucking a white dude. Um, yep. <laughs> uh, they find out that the closest jurisdiction to the North Pole, because technically the North Pole isn't, you know, an actual country um, by anyone. That's meaning there's no laws in the North Pole. So you can take a bitch to the North Pole and you can rape her there. Um, apparently the closest place to, like, the closest country to, um, the North Pole, which is a part of Canada, does allow gay marriage. So technically this is possible. Santa could be gay. Um, this fucking book they read has, tries to fit in so many woke messages from climate change to, of course someone's, so of, of course fucking someone calls me as I'm, I'm in the middle of fucking finishing this fucking podcast. Anyway, let's get this out of the way. Anyway, so where were we? Uh, yeah, this fucking book tries to fit in so many woke messages from climate change to um, Santa's fucking bot boy um, trying to sort out the labor disputes with the elves. Um, this book tries. This book also tries to say that Santa's cuckold fucking white husband helps him by filling in at malls um, and at appearances, that's why everyone thinks Santa's white. This book is fucking insane, alright? But at the same time, it's so fucking insane, you could almost think that someone alt-right has written it, because it's that insane. Like, I think this book is genuinely done as a gag. And speaking of gag, that is the end of the podcast. I literally had to record a fucking two minutes of audio to finish this podcast. Um, so you know the deal. Follow me on Twitter at SkankversePod. Um, leave a subscribe, obviously. Leave a rating or review. It helps the podcast out a lot. Um, be sure to tell a friend, a family member, or someone who wants to get fucked in the ass by Black Santa. And lastly, I'm wishing all of you a Merry Christmas. Um, thank you for everything you've done for me and my family over the last 12 months. Um, This podcast is better than any Christmas gift I've ever gotten from anyone. Um, Unless someone decides to buy me a car or a high-end Escort. And on that note, until next week, which um, I guess will will either be the the last podcast of 2021 or the first podcast of 2022, Um, I must now bid you an adieu. So, goodbye, Merry Christmas, Skanksmas, and mwah! Good night. Bang! I'm just trying to get some mott sticks. Get on the sheets, get some mott sticks and some skull. Shout out Riggin. Shout out Finnegan. <laughs> shout out Orient <all> <laughs> hey, Mulligan. You just need to come.
Want me to make you a cup? Make you a cup.